Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So it's official. Sam Bankman Freed, a fraud, a scam artist, uh, potentially a a scumbag. (laughs) Not potentially. The story gets uglier. Those people with FTX, that crypto exchange where Sam Bankman Freed, the CEO, was taking their money, people's money, putting it into another company he has called Alameda Investments, and or Alameda Research, I think it was called, and doing speculative investments, lost people's money. Lost people's money to the tune of billions, a billion to two billion still missing. Meanwhile, as we know now from some of the charges... He took $1.338 billion in loans from Alameda Research. So he was lending himself money, saying, hey, I'd like to borrow this money. And then a CEO of the company saying, hmm, that sounds like a fine investment to us. Here's a here's a here's $1.338 billion. That's $1,338,000,000 for those who's playing the home game. A billion to $2 billion not accounted for. But he was able to ensure he spent over $200 million on property in the Bahamas. 35 different pieces of real estate were purchased in the Bahamas by Sam Bankman-Fried and another guy, uh, Ryan Salam, S-L-A-M-E, S-A-L-A-M-E. I think that's pronounced Salam. It could be pronounced salami for all I know, but I am not. I'm going to say salam. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number. 833-468-8669. I oppose the regulation of crypto because you will note that everything that happened here actually had nothing to do with crypto. If the Senate Banking Committee wants to take aim at FTX, they can. If they want to make the claim that it was indeed the largest Ponzi scheme in history, they can. But they have to be talking about FTX. They cannot be talking about crypto at large or or crypto as as a whole. Because that's not true. You can say a lot of things about Bitcoin, a tremendous number of things about Bitcoin. Hard to call it a Ponzi scheme when anybody can set up a computer and go mining for it. Oh, it takes a lot of energy, it takes a lot of time, but you can't call it a Ponzi. We, we understand what a Ponzi scheme is, right? Do, do we need to do uh, definitions? Because I'll, I'll do a definition. I mean, the easiest definition is a scam. But the the basic theory of a Ponzi scheme is you take money from people and then you bring new people into the scheme and you use the new money to pay back the people who were, were there at the bottom. And you keep doing that and you use the new money to pay the other people so you don't actually create something. You take a little bit off the top for yourself and using other people's money to pay them back. And, and you see, it's just a great business, but there's no actual business. There's no actual business going on. It's a Ponzi scheme. 
This, I don't know if it fits that definition or if it's indeed far worse. But this is about Sam Bankman-Fried, his uh, gang of merry losers, and their losers. I, I get that people looked at them and said, how would you ever trust them with your money? And at first I'm like, I don't think you, you engage how pe- someone looks with whether or not they can be trusted. But if there was ever a definition of, oh my gosh, this is what we've now raised, these absolute wimps that speak in these ridiculous Muppet-like voices who have absolutely no backbone and no strength. Like, this entire crew of at least the public faces definition of loser, of dweeb, of all those kinds of things. Now... There are plenty of kids within millennial generation or Gen Z. Or I don't even know what's next. I don't even know what comes after that. Uh, that will not fit that mold, and thank goodness. But, man, you want to talk about living up to stereotype. There it is. There it really is. But, again, this was about FTX, not about crypto. What we're seeing are the excuses being put forth by the Senate Banking Committee. Just like we saw uh, from the House. The excuses that are being put forth to try and control the crypto world. And I stand opposed to that. Because we should stand opposed to that. We should stand opposed to the idea that um, we, 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 we take a look at a subject and then we decide, well, what else can we ap- uh, apply to it? What else can we apply to it? That's just wrong. That's as wrong as wrong can be. But going after, going after uh, um, these people specifically, totally fine. Completely and totally Fine. Now, there, there's more on this story, and right now one of the big stories is that we're waiting on the Federal Reserve to make a determination on what interest rates are going to be. Right now the Dow is up 190, NASDAQ is up 59. I don't think we get that until later this, this afternoon. Uh, we won't get what the number is, and then, of course, we won't be able to see what the response is. The talk from Jerome Powell chairman of the Federal Reserve, is that we're no longer going to uh, be engaging these three-quarter point increases. Now, does that mean it'll be a half-point increase? Does that mean it'll be a quarter-point increase? This I don't have an answer for. But that really did excite the markets, right? We're not going to do three-quarters of a point. Oh, I guess inflation's slowing down. I guess it's good news ahead. And then they took a look at yesterday's numbers. They said, oh, inflation's slowing down. It's not really. Uh, it's not. It's, it's, it's not really. And, and Biden, uh, he's not even shy about lying about these things. Biden is totally fine with just flat-out lying. really is. This was him just yesterday car prices fell for the fifth month in a row new car prices didn't go up this month that savings is critical to so many families it gives them just a little bit of breathing room for the holiday season and all of this means that for the last several months 
Wages have gone up more than prices have gone up. Wages have gone up more than prices have gone up. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. Wait a second here. Look, I get that Biden's a liar, and I've got a story coming up. Biden's more than a liar. Biden's flat-out dangerous, and there will be no peace made with people who want to defend this level of disgusting and depravity. This latest attack on children, this isn't just sniffy, sniff, sniff. This is some ugly stuff. The economy is not in a healthy spot. Wages have not gone up more than prices have gone up. Certainly has not eclipsed where inflation is. This economy is a real serious issue. What the markets are hoping is that they'll see a smaller rise in the interest rates, which will give them reasons to celebrate. Now, in my conversation with Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, he thought a half. But when I heard less, I was thinking he was going to get that uh, Jerome Powell was going to be into the quarter point range. So we're going to find out. We're going to find out soon enough. That's going to be sometime, I I believe, later today. Never forget that the response on Wall Street is not not what we're going to see on Main Street. Midwest Main Street, much different place. Already gearing up, already dealing with it. And that's what I want to know from people. I want to know if people are gearing up for a recession. If you're a small business owner, have you changed what it is you do? Have you changed your buying? Have you changed your hiring? Are you gearing up? I want to hear from you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. You know, one of the things that you'll hear about is, well, gas prices are going down. Look how gas prices are going down. This is absolutely fantastic. All the gas prices going down. Let's celebrate and let's cheer the gas prices going down. Thank goodness. Thank goodness we've been taking this stuff out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and we bringing gas. Oh, hold on a second, Brian Deese. I'm not done with, I'm not ready for you yet. Look at all this right here. Thrilled about gas prices. Listen. Supply and demand. But the big picture is what's happened over the last year is that in the wake of Putin's unconscionable invasion of Ukraine, we faced a global supply challenge because Russian oil was coming off the market and the global market, uh, there was a risk of it not being adequately supplied. And over the past nine months, the president, through deliberate and consistent action using authorities like the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, but also our diplomatic engagement all around the world has focused on maintaining that global supply while also making clear that we needed to, when the price of oil came down, the price at the pump had to come down as well. That has helped to contribute to what we've seen now, which, as you say, is a consistent downward trend since the summer, down about $1.75 a gallon. We're now down to levels, uh, gas price levels that are lower than they were a year ago. And, the mo- you know, uh, most gas stations in the United States today are putting uh, prices that are $3.09 a gallon or two two ninety nine a gallon. And great. Still higher than when he took office, but great that they're lower. This does not account for diesel. You ask all the truckers listening to this show right now, and guys, ladies, what's going on, my people? Truckers are my people, by the way, just in case you were wondering. Uh, diesel. Diesel shortages. Questions about what we're going to see into 2023 and how it's going to affect goods to market. The lowering of gas prices is certainly fine for you and me. 
but it is not the telltale indicator of what's going on with the economy, specifically inflation, your cost of food and your cost of energy, the cost of the transport of those goods. That number's still high. That number doesn't seem to be coming down. So how is everybody going to deal? What are you doing to hunger down? I want to hear from some business owners. I want to know what people are doing. I want to know what people are doing uh, on the everyday. How are you getting ready for 2023? What has changed in your life? If anything, maybe it's nothing. I want to know. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Gets at a bigger issue I've been wanting to ask you as um, in one of our final interviews um, in in your role in public health is just the one result of the pandemic has sadly been that science has become a divisive topic politicized and weaponized by some people. Have you thought about how do you pull that back? How do you turn that around? You know, Kate, if I had an easy answer, I, I, I'd give it to you, but it's a very difficult situation. You're absolutely correct. It has been politicized, and it has been politicized in a way that has actually caused lives, because if people don't get vaccinated, which unequivocally is life-saving because of political ideology or because of misinformation and disinformation, that causes lives, and we've just got to get the American public, regardless of whether you lean left, you lean right, it doesn't matter at all. We're all in this together. We're all human beings and we're all susceptible to disease that can kill us. I cannot wait for Dr. Fauci to be done. We are all indeed susceptible to disease that can kill us. But many people got COVID and survived. So what's your argument? Your argument should be that we think this vaccine helps people who have COVID deal with the symptoms. The symptoms will be less severe and they will be shorter in duration. A fine argument. Your argument was a force, Dr. Fauci, and you are not a kind, good man. Stop acting like the rest of us did something wrong. You're the political one. We wanted information. You told us that now was not the time to worry about the Constitution. Now was not the time to hear about your rights. Now was the time to do what you were told. And Americans said, I'm sorry, kiss this part of my body. And they were right and you were wrong. And you will always, always, from now until the end of time, be wrong. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Now, there's been a lot made. A lot made of Ron DeSantis stating that, man, he's going to get into the lawsuit game. So today uh, I'm announcing a, a petition with the Supreme Court of Florida to impanel a statewide grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines. And we anticipate that we will get the approval for that. Uh, that will be something that will be impaneled, most likely in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, and that will come with legal processes 
that will be able uh, to get more information and to bring legal accountability for those who committed misconduct. So to now, this seems to me to be DeSantis saying, if you made a claim about COVID-19 vaccines and that was false, you can't do that and there's a price to pay. And some people have said that the CEO of Pfizer has done that and they've shared some quotes with me. Usually it's, it's the, the same quote and I've, I've said the same thing time and again. I don't think you can get the, the head of Pfizer on that argument. I, I really and truly don't. This is not a defense of him, but the, the quote uh, uh, attributed to him is there is no variant that escapes the protection of our vaccines. That is not a statement of if you get the vaccine, you will be 100% healed and you won't be able to transmit COVID. It's that if you have our vaccine, there is some protection that you're getting. It's a different, it's a different claim. It's a different argument. But there are a lot of people who made the kind of claims, oh, you get vaccinated and you you won't spread COVID. Well, that, of course, was a lie, a complete and total lie. And here's uh, Fauci like, I don't know what Ron DeSantis is doing or saying. Yeah. And really no other virus in recent history has become so politicized as as COVID-19. I mean, you've found yourself, we've talked about this many times, at the center of some of that angry debate. Elon Musk just came at you and attacked you. But the latest now, Dr. Fauci, is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He's now asking the Florida Supreme Court to greenlight an investigation into, and the way he put it, is any uh, any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines. What's your reaction to that? I don't have a clue, Kate, what he's asking for. I mean, we have a vaccine that unequivocally is highly effective and safe and has saved literally millions of lives. The Commonwealth Fund has come out with a report just this past week that vaccinations that have been administered over this period of time, this last year and a half to two years, has saved 3.2 million lives. That's great. I'm glad you have that data. There have also been people who have been hurt by the vaccine, and you should damn well say so because it's true. It's an honest conversation and one that should be allowed. But uh, even even more so, you don't know what Governor DeSantis is saying? People lied about what it is the vaccine does and how the vaccine works and what it'll prevent. And those people should be held to account. And you might be one of those people. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today. So I asked the question. You're a business owner. You're looking at 2023. How is all of this? How is this economy affecting you? What's your plan? What is the plan of attack going in to 2023? Are you hunkering down? Are you expanding? Uh, you're, you're not a business owner. You're just somebody living your life. 2023. Are you spending less? Are you spending more? Are you making changes? What are people doing? You're a trucker. How much has the diesel pricing affected what it is you do? 833 got Tony. That's me, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. I had gotten a, a text from a, a retailer in the Indianapolis area 
who stated that um, they needed a commercial water heater. They needed a commercial water heater, right? The, the, the business required heat, right? That's simple as can be. Uh, it requires hot water. Because of the lead time on getting the hot water heater that would have worked, because they needed a new one and there weren't as many to choose from, they got something bigger. So they had to spend more for a hot water heater that they didn't necessarily need that size because to get what they needed was not available. And therefore, they would have been out of business because they would not have been able to be open. How many times is that story happening all around the country? Can't get what you need, so you're spending more money to get whatever it is that can work, and that in and of itself is a cost that you don't require. Now, the amount of people that I know with businesses that have been slowly upping the prices... Well, that's just a, a remarkable number of people. Everything is going up. When my wife is, sometimes I'm, I'm doing the shopping, sometimes she is, uh, and she'll be at, let's say, Kroger supermarket. She engages in conversations with total strangers. It's, oh, bless her soul. Uh, engages in these conversations. Everyone, the person who's who, who the slicing at the deli, there's a conversation. There's a person in, in, in the aisle, there's a conversation. Me, I'm in, I'm out, I'm like the wind. Right? Every now and then someone will be like, hey, love the show. And I'll be like, thank you so much. It's super kind of you. And I'm like, all right. I, it, it, and it is. It's super kind. Never, never, never not say hello. But like, I, I, I do. I feel awkward about the thing. You know, I'm just a guy trying to buy some, uh, I'm trying to buy broccoli. Right? Not arugula, not asparagus, not something fancy. I'm not making a crudite. Chances are I'm adding oil and heat and I'm frying that mother down and adding it to some rice and there's some stir fry thing going on and it's just going to be delicious. And who am I kidding? I wasn't buying broccoli. I was buying steak. I would just want it to seem healthy. <laughs> but you can't afford the steak right now either. Holy cow. And that's the point. My wife gets into these conversations. And the people who work at supermarkets or in other places, every price is up everywhere. Absolutely, positively everywhere. So I have a hard time watching this all take place and somehow come to a conclusion that everything in 2023 is just going to be fine. Nothing about 2023 looks like it's going to be fine. As a matter of fact, everything in 2023 looks like it's going to be really, really bad. This is anecdotal, of course. I can discuss this from the, the text that I get from business owners. And if you're a business owner, I want to know what you're doing to get ready for 2023. Exactly what are you preparing for? 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. The business owners I speak to, they're gearing up for bad things ahead. They're trimming uh, as, as much fat as, as they can. And we've seen this, of course, not just in my anecdotal experiences, but we see this from the Fortune 500. 
We see this from a series of, of companies and groups that are trying their best, hedging their bets against what's coming. So what does that mean for you in your everyday life? What are you preparing for? This is what I want to know. 833-468-8669. I came across this healthcare story that I want to dig into. But I would be remiss this story of giving illegal immigrants free health insurance because of health equity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, 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 oh, I've got it. But if you have not heard about the U.S. sending Patriot missile defenses to Ukraine, we continue to support Ukraine financially to the tune of billions of dollars. And I will admit to you, I am somebody who started this conversation months and months and months ago by saying, well, yeah. I've got no problem with that. Troops, I have a real issue with. If you want no fly zones, count me out. But sending dollars? Well, that's exactly the thing that we do. That's exactly the thing we should do. But I accept the idea that there's a question to be asked of how much money gets sent. The story here is that the U.S., is going to be sending the Patriot Missile Defense System, as written up there by Military.com. Approving uh, sending Patriot Missile Battery to Ukraine, uh, agreeing to an urgent request from Ukrainian leaders, desperate for more robust weapons to shoot down incoming Russian missiles. Here's the problem. Zelensky, Vladimir Zelensky, is always telling nations they need to do more with this, more to that, more than the other, trying to shame them. It worked in the beginning. I don't know how much it works now. It certainly hasn't worked as well since he decided to do photo shoots with Annie Leibovitz, him and, and, his, and his wife. You need to be seen fighting the enemy. And he was at first, and it's why people rallied around him, and it was, it was very successful. As, as both a way of getting the country to fight and as a PR campaign. He did not run. He stayed and he was fighting. Very, very, very successful. Zelensky has been telling Germany, other members of the Group of Seven Industrial Powers, that his country needed long-range missiles, modern tanks, artillery, missile batteries, and other high-tech air defense systems to counter the Russians. The Russians have knocked out uh, Ukrainian electricity and water supplies. Millions of people have been affected. The issue here is if you send the Patriot Missile System, and I'm asking a question here, don't you have to teach the Ukrainians how to run it? How is that supposed to work? As Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has stated, telling CNN in November, we're working to make sure that the Ukrainians get those systems as quickly as possible, but also as effectively as possible, making sure that they are trained on them, making sure they have the ability to maintain them, and all of that has to come together, and it is. It is? You sure? 
Are you sure? Because it sounds to me like you have not convinced the American people that there aren't going to be U.S. troops in Ukraine manning these systems. And that's the problem. If you ask me, if do I have an issue sending Ukraine missiles? The answer is I do not. If you ask me, do I have an issue sending Ukraine money? The answer is I do not up to a point. There's going to come a moment where it's like, okay, Europe can handle the rest of this load now. Thank you very much. And I think that moment is coming sooner rather than later. For some people I know, it's already here. It's, it, it's a difference in 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 how long a policy should go. It's not a, a difference in, in, a, in a theory. There's never a moment, I believe, in putting troops on the ground in Ukraine. Never a moment, I believe, in setting up a no-fly zone, which, of course, drags the United States into a war. My fear is that this drags us into a war. This, this has not gotten any bits of conversation anywhere. It is stunning how silent media is on this. I don't know how. I do not know how. We're going to deliver this system and not have the people to show them how to work it and maintain it. And I'm not talking about a three-day intensive course somewhere in Poland. I'm talking about on the daily. Keep your eye on this. Your phone calls are up next. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. So how is this economy affecting your business and how is it affecting your future? That's the question we've been asking. In preparing for recession, increase in interest rates, what are you doing? Whether you're a business owner or whether you're you're somebody who deals with business owners, you're living your life. What's the plan? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good uh, to be with you. Eric uh, is a truck driver. He called in. Eric, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Appreciate you calling in. Um, People do not talk about the price of diesel when they talk about the price of gas. Last we checked, the price was up and the shortages were real. Um, As a trucker, what are you expecting for 2023? How bad does this get? Or is this going to be better than we think? Well, I just think that it's going to get a little worse. I mean, it's uh, pretty bad right now. A few, I'm paying five, $5.58 a gallon, you know, for fuel. And, and plus, you know, no, and everybody's forgetting about the uh, flex fuel, you know, the uh, DEF, the D- diesel exhaust fluid you got to buy for these trucks, too. You know, that's $4 and uh, about $0.38 cents a gallon also. So, you know, uh even even these new pickup trucks has got that diesel pickup trucks has got that too. But what I did was uh, to be able to uh, conserve was uh, I bought me a new well 2013 used truck and it it uses flex fuel and the flex fuel is two dollars and sixty nine cents over here at Holt Moore Street. So, but the but you know, but if we're talking about trucking, we're talking about like like I mean, mostly we're talking about the, the semis and the the, the rigs that yeah. that bring us products all across. They're not using flex fuel; they're still using diesel at five something a gallon. And has there been any talk about that price getting easier? Yeah, it, it's uh, 
Yeah, with all the taxes that's on these trucks and stuff, too. I, I used to be an owner-operator in years ago, and this fuel really hasn't went down since since it was raised back in about 2008 or so. And um, because it, it's a minimum uh, for a semi, if you if you go out here, you blow a tire. Back then, it was when I was when I was had my own owner operatorship that back about 2005, it, it was a minimum. And I don't care if it's just an alternator go out on you. So it's 500 bucks. But now I can't imagine what it is. Now right. I drive a company, company All, all of those costs have gone up. Man, I appreciate the call. Thank you so very much. Uh, so I, I can appreciate that if you have other ways to get fuel, you're going to do it. You're going to find other ways. Um, but big rigs don't have another way. They don't have an alternate. It's diesel, isn't it? Because if they had an alternate, wouldn't they be all pushing for the alternate? Because paying two sixty nine as opposed to five something is a huge difference to you and me and what we get uh, at the store. Dennis, I appreciate you calling in. You've got a small business. You're a painter. Uh, uh, what's the look outlook for twenty twenty three? Yeah, Tony, I, I'm a painting contractor. I'm a painting contractor of about thirty five plus years, and. For the first time that I can remember, uh, with the way things are going and people tightening up on money because of the economy, I'm going to have to lower my price. I'm I'm going to have to cut labor costs um, and do things a little cheaper just to keep going because people are having to hold on to money now. So you think your prices are going to have to come down, be or or is it is that it? It's just you're going to have to do some cost cutting, uh, to in order to get the same job, or you're just going to end up doing more work because you can't hire the assistant. Well, it's it's going to have to be my labor costs are going to have to come down so people can afford to hire me. And that place. Yeah. So, so does that mean you don't hire? Does that mean that you, who might normally have somebody assisting, or two people, or a crew, however you want to call it, you no longer have that? You bring that. You're you're not just charging less for yourself, making less money yourself. You're going to now reduce the workforce that you have working with you. Sure, sure. Anything to uh, cut the amount of money going out, which would be basically in my field, it's a labor cost right um that's that's the only thing that i can cut um and right not hire as many employees not have as much help um do more my own self um to help cut the bottom dollar um because dennis i i appreciate the call dennis quite quite a bit so now if we follow Dennis through, we will see more and more layoffs. Maybe that means more and more people working for themselves, creating their opportunities, because sometimes there are opportunities within. But if people can't afford it, um, because less people are doing it, remember, during COVID, everybody was getting something done to the house. Well, we're here, we're, we're going to be stuck in the house, you might as well get the pool or get the addition or get this or get that. And dear Lord, a pool was going to be two years out, I wonder now. 
Does that mean now is the right time if you've been holding on to your cash to say, hey, now I'm going to get the addition to the house here. Now I'm going to do the other thing. Now I'm going to get uh, the, the, the painter because everybody needs the work now because there's less work because less people have cash. So therefore, I have an opportunity because I can see that part. And I'm not saying no to that. But those guys who are doing the work have got to configure how they're going to do it as well. And they're still dealing with, while some prices of materials have come down, most things have just kind of stabilized. Still higher than they have been. Truckers, small business owners. Midwest Main Street is going to have a much different time with this than Wall Street. This is Tony Katz today.